Hi, Annie. Hi. So you have been a focuser for 15 years or so, and you have been practicing Buddhism for 40 years or so. Yes. Yes. And you have developed some ways of using or being in connection with the felt sense and with a meditative attitude. And we're talking about this today. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I've come to perceive focusing uh, as a form of meditation. Uh, in that sense that it's a uh, um, doing focusing uh, accessing a felt, uh, starting from felt sense uh, I realized that finally it gets me in touch with, with my own wisdom which means I get uh, advice for my for my higher self whatever you call it it's an access uh, a, a simple, easy access to my own wisdom. You know, uh, I can ask question or uh, um, um, move towards the solution of a problem. Just doing that, it's so simple. And uh, also, um, so in focusing, you don't expect a full solution. You just expect one more step. And then uh there's the carrying forward and sometimes i kind of contemplate later on i contemplate uh the the word or the image which comes it's a um i i meditate on it or i, I don't meditate but i contemplate it and i let it uh, uh unfold for instance i can see for instance, the image of a sun, and I let uh, I let the image of the sun uh, later on uh, do its work. And what I find interesting, it's it's a meditation which uh, 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 includes body, speech, and mind. And if it's not speech, it's an image, uh, a visual image. But it, it includes all. Whereas it, I find that in uh, there are very few meditations which connect the three, so it's very precious. Also, it is very simple, and also the felt sense is uh, embodied. And I feel very often in uh, Buddhist practices, they're not embodied. It's a mental image of the body. It's not. Uh, deeply uh, deep enough and right now there's this whole movement about embodiment and focusing the simplest uh, practice of embodiment yeah so simple yeah. and so easy actually I, I think can be uh, just with the Jenlin's book you can do it it's yeah. so simple so I want, to, I want to just uh, take a moment to say you've said a lot and yes. I just want to give space uh, yes. for all that you've said. So one of the things you've said is that focusing 
is a way of accessing, of being in touch with your inner wisdom. Yes. Uh, also, that uh, what comes up is not something that is, oh, the solution, but is a step. And that uh, you take toward it a contemplative attitude. You stay with the image or the words, the concept that came out, and the staying with it and making room for it is something that is part of your practice. That's not quite it, because uh, I do it in the regular way, which is when it comes, uh, you know, the shift comes, and, uh, you know, there's a little bit of carrying forward, and I stop it there. But I remember... I remember the image which comes or the words which come more often it's an image. I remember that. And later on in life without uh, kind of uh, programming, I let that come back and uh, I don't contemplate it when it comes because then it would not be carrying forward. It would be something else. So sometimes, you know, uh, it comes back later. I don't decide, oh, I've seen a kind of a blazing sun. Oh, I have to, I let the things do its work. I'm not doing the work with that. But I, it's something which happens, which I've been uh, 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 witnessing. It, it happened, you see. So uh, I don't think it would be good to, uh, to make it, last longer once the shift has occurred. No. I think yeah. uh, then you're out of the of the practice if you do that, you know, yeah. the, uh, contemplating and meditating on what your wisdom has given you is different. And sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but somehow uh, uh, it, it does its work. That's all I can say, you know, yeah. Once the, so, so, okay. So what I'm hearing is in a way, um, focusing itself and yes. maybe a larger sense of focusing. So the focusing itself, you're in that process. You, 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 you allow the carrying forward to go on. And then there's maybe kind of a larger uh, unstructured focusing, if you want, where naturally sometimes an image stays with you and when it happens that it stays with you uh you also stay with it and that's where that contemplation happens organically yes it's i would say it's a complementary practice yeah you see yeah. it's uh, but uh, focusing itself is kind of orthodox you know normal right right uh, just doing it well and letting it happen, you see. Uh, there's something I'd like to add about this question of embodiment. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, there's a really top-level Tibetan teacher with Tsokni uh, Rinpoche. I, I heard him say, you know, in video, he said, well, you know, uh, feelings, you know, uh, feelings must, must be felt. <laughs> And uh, being must be felt. Be, feelings, which is, you know, feeling must be Buddhist, felt. Feelings, you say, in, in uh, Buddhist 
teachings and practice. You know, you have to uh, be aware, pay attention, be mindful of fe feelings. That's part of the whole thing. And he said, feelings must be felt, which means he knows very well that uh, uh, very often, uh, at least Western practitioners, they don't feel the feelings. They are in the mental fabrication of, of feelings. And when I heard that, I said, oh, yes, he, he's found where, uh, where the problem is, but he doesn't have the method to make feelings felt, you see. Yeah, yeah. So, so what you appreciate in focusing is that there is actually the how-to, the method to help yes. us feel feelings. And it's real embodiment and simple embodiment because embodiment, you know, this whole movement and it can be very uh, complicated and, you know, it's so simple, you know. So that's about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you don't really uh, have a regular mindfulness meditation practice in the classical sense of it. Definitely not. Anyway, uh, I'm a Tibetan Buddhist, and uh, they're not very much. Uh, well, in uh, my, I have a teacher. I didn't tell me to do uh, meditation on the breath. Uh, uh, well, uh, I'm I'm doing mantras, for instance, uh, and uh, mm, well, I don't know whether uh, you know. Uh, are you familiar with Tibetan Buddhism or not? A bit, yes, a bit. Yes. So uh, uh, I'm meditating or trying to meditate on uh, on the nature of mind. You know. Uh, which is direct, but mm -hmm. it's uh, type of thing uh, Mingyo Rinpoche is teaching nowadays. So it's a variety of mindfulness practice, but actually, if you look at the details, it is, it is very different, you know. And uh, my own teacher, uh, mm, for instance, he told, he told us, be careful, about meditation uh, on on the breath, because then you can get conditioned by this meditation. So you know the question of having different forms of meditation, uh, which are uh, adequate for where you are. To have a variety of practices, uh, you see, it's, it's totally different from the the mindfulness uh, movement. And also, he told us, for instance. Well, the minute you tell yourself, I'm going to sit to meditate, it's already over, you see. Mm -hmm. It was a very radical <laughs> teacher, you see. But, yeah, uh, yeah, so the very radical approach that uh, sees um, some problems with the practice of meditation as observing breath, that in yes. some way uh, it is a conditioning to that practice, and yes. uh, maybe that something happens once you put your intention in in doing that. Yes, uh, in general, I think uh, uh, Buddhism is to uh, um, decondition yourself, to free yourself. Mm -hmm. If you have 
practices which in the meantime condition you uh, <laughs> it makes things more difficult that's also yes. why i i i uh, dislike i don't do uh, guided meditation because mm -hmm. you're into guided meditation you lost the freedom uh, of your mind you're not in your own timing you lose the um se sensitivity to your own timing if you mm -hmm. have your meditation instructions you know them then you do them uh, you know uh, uh, in your own time so to me it has to to some conditioning aspects and uh, uh, moving towards decon decon uh, conditioning through conditioning to me it doesn't suit me i understand that can work for some people but not for me yeah so, yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, it's the same thing about having a, a a teacher if you start by a kind of um kind of uh, mm, damaging your own inner teacher uh <laughs> You know, if we take, uh, whereas your teacher is here to awaken your own teacher and to communicate with your own inner teacher. But if you start by, you know, uh, uh, submitting, I mean, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a problem. Maybe you, you'll never progress or at least uh, you're handicapped, so to speak. Right, right. So the very, very important thing uh, for you is a sense of connecting to your own inner sense and developing that autonomy uh, yes. as opposed to following in footsteps of something that uh, puts you in a certain mold. Yes, and you, uh, you make me understand that in, in a way, uh, it's the same thing when I say accessing my own wisdom. You could say in another way, uh, communicating with, with my inner uh, teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different way of saying the same thing. Yeah, and so that, that's where uh, what feels very powerful about focusing uh, is what is your quest in, in terms of Buddhism and in terms of wisdom, is connecting with your own inner wisdom and finding the space and ability uh, to be in that space. Uh, yes, I think the, this uh, concept of an inner teacher is very important it's not often spoken of mm -hmm. uh, from what so you let's, said let's, let's, I, do, let's do a little bit with that sense of inner teacher then that sense of and maybe yes, yeah I feel something i would like to specify i'm not the, i mean the term quest isn't uh, quite adequate i i would not use it uh, i don't know uh, <laughs> It's process of life, you know. Quest means you're looking for something. I'm not sure I'm looking for something, you know. Uh, enlightenment is kind of a big... Uh, I don't know what it is, so uh, I, I wouldn't use the term. It's, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, there's something that... Uh, 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 where Ken MacLeod uh, phrases, he said, it's an inquiry into the mystery of being, you know. Yeah. That's okay. That's yeah. a wonderful way of putting it because if you're looking for enlightenment, you're in big trouble. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the sense of inquiry into the mystery of being. Yes, it's more like that. Uh, yeah. 
you know what why are we we doing all that you know I, I yeah, don't yeah, know. yeah 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 because yeah. enlightenment is kind of a fabrication it's not yeah. an experience and uh interesting thing about buddhism it's an it's experiential you know you have a map you have concepts yeah. so on but it has to be experiential yeah 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 but so so i wanted to uh, to maybe highlight some of the things that have been emerging in your description um, yes that there is a sense for you that there is an experience a kind of um, a way of being a moment of being that you like to be in and that sense of being in touch with uh, the inquiry into the mystery of being and that sense of being in touch with the inner inner teacher and uh, and that's kind of a moment that feels very uh very you know you in a, earlier you described it as sacred yes yeah so <laughs> yeah. so i'm hearing that um the practice is a practice of being in touch with something that is sacred um in the experience of being in touch with your inner teacher your inner wisdom yes the word sacred is kind of already too conceptual but okay uh, okay but uh it's a way of, of putting things into into yeah. words it's like you know the um what you can experience when going in a uh in a in a forest you know uh something like that Uh, hello yeah yeah i'm here yes it's it's uh already you know the word uh, secret uh i'd rather say holy than secret yeah well when you're you're uh, using this the sense of being in a forest so that sense of awe that sense of reverence you know this is something uh, this idea of mystery you see I, I think I think I'd rather I'm really picky about words because to me words are really very uh, fine tools and uh, the way things name themselves. I think holy is much better because holy comes from whole, you know. Yeah. Uh, complete, uh, uh, full, you know, uh, holy, and uh, that's a better word than uh, sacred. Okay. Well, yeah. So, I'm, so picky, they, I'm, I'm picky about words. I let things name themselves. And it's one word rather than another. Well, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But so so that, that sense of that, that's kind of, that's the experience. Yeah. Uh, that feels so precious that you really value. Yes, uh, I value. It's kind of... Uh, uh it's precious but at the same time we'll say it's special it's not special either but it it is uh precious you know uh just like a, a flower it's very precious but it's very ordinary we should not you know yeah 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 so something that's just the same thing as say a flower it's both precious and ordinary yes yeah 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 uh, It's not something to look for, you see. In a way, I would say once you 
connected to the felt sense, uh, somehow it's there. Uh, it's kind of, uh, uh, that's why I say I, I don't uh, practice uh, focusing often. Once you settle in a way in felt sense, you know, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing something a little bit, you know, that again, maybe quibbling with words. In a yes. way, you're, uh, what you're describing is that uh, as an outside observer who would be noting, is she practicing focusing at this moment, that moment? You don't do it very often. But what you're also saying is that it is so much part of the way you are, the way you sense, the way you process life, that uh, you could say that you're almost practicing it all the time? Well, uh, I would say um, it's uh, sacred in the sense that uh, I won't do formal uh, focusing unless uh, uh, there's no other way to deal with a situation, to ask you know, a question. So I, I do it very rarely now, maybe once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. And when I say it's there all the time, this is kind of a mental construction. Uh, you see, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't really know. Uh, I wouldn't put it that way. Uh, but I presume this is the situation. I mean, that's probably true. But yeah, yeah. I, it's, I would not, I don't know. It's probably in the background. It's unconscious. I don't know exactly. And it has to do uh, with my training in focusing. I wouldn't say it's informal focusing. You know. Again, I'm picky with words, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, for, so that sense of... Um, um, uh, of of being, you know, it's not necessarily in a formal way thinking at the edge, but yes. that sense of the concept of thinking at the edge uh, speaks to you in terms of describing what it's like. Yes, I think I'm probably practicing uh, thinking at the edge kind of uh, informally without knowing what it is, but I feel really it, it's it's it, it has to do with it, you see. Yeah. Uh, also, I feel uh, it must have something to do with a kind of uh, uh, releasing creativity. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. again, it has to do with uh, the rest of Jen Ling's work. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's developed a, a, a method uh, to develop uh, creativity. Yeah. What, how do we um, um, finish this conversation? Is there something you want to say? Well, since I've uh, come to see focusing as uh, uh, a simple and powerful meditation practice, <laughs> I keep telling my Buddhist friends, you know, that they, sh that, that they should do that. Uh, I have no success. Uh, convincing them, you know, it's not in their uh, <laughs> uh, um, they. It's not in their uh, 
horizon. They, you know, for them, they can believe that there's a non-Buddhist meditation, which is simpler and more effective than what they've been told. It's too bad for them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So just maybe let me slightly change it to say what comes up as I hear you is a sense of um, that experience you have being a Buddhist for 40 years and wanting to say to your friends, hey, you know, there's something that's not part of the Buddhist tradition, but is really such a powerful way to be, to have a mindfulness practice that I'd really love to share it with you if only you would open your mind and your heart to how it could be so helpful. Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah. Yes, yes. This is part of the Active Pause podcast. To see more and subscribe to the newsletter, go to activepause.com.